It says here their internet connection is unstable. Welcome to this year thriving moment brought to you by the Sovereign Light Radio Broadcast Anchor FM and made also available on six other different platform distributions. Uh, from North York, Ontario, Canada, I am your hostess. strength and energy healing modalities this episode for today jacinta yang is a seer and a healer born in bangladesh speaks english hindi urdu bengal and i've forgotten a lot At the age of seven, and through her profiting dreams, prophetic dreams, Jacinta became aware of her intuitive abilities and premonitions. She immigrated to Canada in 1983 and has a 34-year-old son from an arranged marriage of 36 years. She's uh, from Markham to North York lived in Scarborough for 30 years, and currently resides in Keswick. I have a couple of candies in my mouth, so it might seem like I have marbles in my mouth. (laughs) So uh, Jacinta is the author of the 2020 paperback book, Take Charge and Reclaim Your Life and Be Your True Self. In 2021, she has published My Spiritual Journey, Life as an Empath, and Jacinta is a certified Reiki practitioner, a reflexologist. For more information on her many other products and services, make sure to visit Jacinta Healing Arts at her website or at uh, jacintahealingarts.com. And uh, she can also, Jacinta was very logical, mind-oriented, and after receiving her Bachelor of Commerce in Government Commerce and Economics from Seneca College, but there was only so much, there was only so much struggling, what's that? Actually, Government College of Commerce and Economics. That's where I did my Bachelor of Commerce. Okay. And Seneca, I did my oral. Oh, is that right? Okay. And yeah. so, so we are. Uh, this is just a. We are just doing a preview, right? Not the uh, actual. Yes. So much. Uh, <clears throat> only so much shrugging away of her imagination that she could do, and that otherwise would outside of reason to challenge her in a not so pleasant way. Learning through suffering 
Jacinta's lessons became her blessings. Since then, Jacinta has been sharing her journey of experiences that have taught her on this path to spot, relieve, and remove the pain in others. For 35 years now, primarily, Jacinta is a flora designer and now an avid practitioner of energy buck walking. Her search in alternative therapy awakened the gift of flora healing energy that led her to the trust of Mother Mary and complete surrender in universal energy. It was through a great deal of self-analysis and meditation that brought Jacinta into self-reliance, empathy, and compassion for others. It is the very sensitivity that causes us such deep pain to help us understand the suffering in others. It is from our greatest fears that gifts us with courage to overcome from these insecurities. Individual responsibility can free us where collective responsibility can enslave us. And here on the Sovereign Light channel, Anchor FM, or wherever you might be seeing this, have you struggled with deep emotional and psychological wounds that otherwise have been dismissed and disrespected by more emotionally healthy friends or family? So stay with us here on spiritual strength and energy healing modalities to further delve into the depths of these subjects. And with us here today, Jacinta Yang. Thank you. Jacinta? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so you also have a quote here that says, <clears throat> don't, don't, excuse me, <clears throat> don't trouble until trouble troubles you or you will double trouble and trouble others too that's like a little bit of a tongue twister so how did you come up with that actually i didn't come up with that i've often heard that as a child okay and, um, i thought that's a really good point because quite often you know people dwell on the trouble and then they get themselves all wrapped up with the anxiety and you know, negativity, which in turn, they act out with that uh, negativity. And when you do that, you actually are affecting other people. So that's basically what I feel is like when you trouble, trouble, trouble yourself, you end up troubling others. So where did that quote come from? Do you know who, who made that? Okay. No, I, unfortunately, I don't. I haven't Googled it. <laughs> but it's a quote from way back when I was a kid. I remember that too, like, leave well I enough alone. <laughs> Sorry, go uh, ahead. <laughs> and my other, my other favorite quote is, be the light and shine on others. Beautifully said. I don't know where I heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so uh, that's what I like to try to do. Can you explain the background that I like to be the guiding light? Yes, I noticed this, and and I noticed the beautiful pictures behind you. Uh, take charge, 
and the spiritual journey. What is that behind you? Can you explain what those things are? <laughs> uh, Take Charge is my first uh, book that I published uh, 2020. And my spiritual journey was published this March. The first book is basically really my story of how I've overcome my own life situations, <laughs> a lot of self-reflection, understanding myself and how to come out of different fears and gain some strengths and insight from my own personal experiences and how to um, survive, I would say, survive in this, uh, in this world and come out and um, be strong and still be compassionate and loving toward others. So I feel that, you know, sometimes you often hear the phrase, either you become bitter or become better from your experiences. So I choose to be better than bitter. Right. Now, it says here in the, that uh, this book, uh, Take Charge, is you alleviate your suffering, look within for your joy to thrive. Reclaim your life and experience mm -hmm. life to the fullest. Learn how to uncover your value yes. and transition to your true self. So what are these superpowers that becomes healthier and stronger in another? And is it through confidence? Is well, I feel that, you know, the lot of times we all try to live a life based on what others expect of us. And we forget who we are. We're trying to please others because we want to be accepted and loved and liked. But we first need to love ourselves and like ourselves who we are because we, we all have a beauty within us. And we need to see that and accept that, accept that for ourselves and be happy with who we are. We don't need to always be pleasing everybody else. So we need to be ourselves, our true self. And um, when we can accept who we are, then we can actually be a strong person. And we don't lose ourselves because when we're always trying to please everybody else, we actually lose ourselves in the process. So I feel that we need to really do soul searching and understand who we are, what gifts we come with, and accept that and be happy with that. And um, then we can actually be able to respect ourselves. And when we respect ourselves, it's easier for other people to respect us. Now, this book, uh, The Spiritual Journey, can you tell us more about your empathic, uh, how you found yourself on this journey? 
Uh, I, I guess uh, when I wrote my first book, prior to my writing my first book, obviously through my life experiences, I've often self-reflected, often tried to understand myself and other people and what resonates with me and what is my true calling. But during my struggles, obviously I wasn't sure, but I have experienced spiritual uh, experiences where I feel I've been taken care of by God or divine, whatever you want to call it. And along the way, I feel on many, many occasions, I have felt very protected, well taken care of by the Holy Spirit, by God. And uh, when I came out of my life struggles, I guess I had more time to dwell on all these experiences that I went through and remembering my dream as, as a child, prophetic dreams, my senses, what I feel from others, feeling other people's emotion, feeling other people's pain. Earlier on, of course, I didn't realize they were not my own. But it was through a lot of, um, I don't know whether you want to call it soul searching, or a lot of really paying attention to what was going on with me, how I was feeling, what I was sensing, what was happening around me, and becoming acutely aware of everything around me made me realize that there was uh, more to me that I was not quite aware of. And through my health struggles, I started to uh, look for alternative therapies. I stumbled upon Reiki. And actually prior to that, I read the book, uh, Celestine Prophecy, talk about energy. Being a very logical person, I was not, um, not sure about all this energy work. And so being logical, I had to do experiment with energy. I worked with the flowers and experimented on the flowers. And uh, it was a very interesting revelation for me how the energy work actually works. So I decided to look into it and um, also decided to actually learn to do uh, Reiki so I can help other people struggling from different health conditions that they could not find help in the traditional medicine. Not realizing that <clears throat> Reiki would lead me a totally different path, the spiritual path. My gifts started to become more pronounce and I have to admit at first I was freaked out thought I imagined a lot of things 
but um, the confirmation of different events of these experiences and knowing that they were not imagination that led me to delve deeper and do more research and understand more about the energy work, more about the spiritual world. And so that's how my journey started. I and remember it's in my book. When I uh when I first met you now, we were debating on what year it was, and you said it was in March. I don't know if it was in 2019. It was obviously I, yeah, I think 2019, because my take charge book was written, it was published 2020. So it was shortly after we met that I actually started to write my book. And do we met through empowering women to succeed at one of Randy Goodman's? I think it was, yeah, I think it was uh, a book launch event. At the Paradise uh, um, Center which yeah, yeah. Banquet Hall. Venue, yeah. And I, what I, I remember about your booth in particular and how we connected, <clears throat> how I connected with you and how we started engaging with one another, it was your crystals. Yeah. <laughs> and when I saw the crystals and I thought, wow, you're so into this and you started talking and telling me more about each crystal and uh, I was more fascinated, more drawn to, I believe it was the rose quartz. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know, you use, is, this is what uh, the modality that you use. For yes, I do do crystal healing. Okay. Yeah, I do do crystal healing. And it was um, because of the crystal, actually, I have healed a lot of my um, medical condition and got myself out of a lot of uh, different medications and treatments I was on. And um, so I combine all the therapies together. <clears throat> and, uh, after my second book, actually when COVID hit and it was not uh, possible for me to do in-person uh, healing session. So it started with a remote session and of course at first it was uh, to some it was difficult to understand how you can do remote healing and it actually is quite powerful so I had clients who was willing to try it and found it so helpful and before you know it I started to do remote healing and then I started to do coaching and somehow it's interesting how the divine works. Then uh, people with gifts or empathic gifts uh, was being led to me. And I started to mentor. So I started a program called Healing Journey Program. It's more for personal and spiritual growth. Uh, prior to that, I was doing healing journey. Basically, it's healing you emotionally and physically, but it just evolved into a program that I started to uh, mentor other empaths or 
people are struggling with the gifts that they didn't know they have. And now has it evolved to a different um, direction. So now I'm doing a healing journey practitioner program. So I'm mentoring someone to do healing like I would do to teach uh, them how to help people uh, to gain strength emotionally, mentally. So that's where it's at today. Okay, can you explain uh, the subtle body and with that connection uh, to <clears throat> the will or prana and how it is that we can remotely heal is it the same as remote viewing we can remotely view the person inside see i don't know can you further explain? yeah i think remote it's like basically you're tapping into the energy and for those some of us we can actually you can say you know clairvoyant people that are clairvoyant will be able to sense and see images in their mind, like uh, moving in the mind's eye. And um, it's very interesting that actually, even like as you and me now sitting across computer screen and those who are gifted, those who are highly, you can say highly sensitive people or empath can literally feel the energy when I'm sending them healing uh, through through the screen or not even necessary through the screen. So my clients can literally feel the heat and the warmth and the sensation that they would feel if they were in person. Um, I cannot explain how that works, but it works and I trust. And are you able to do this without uh, the computer uh, facilitating? Uh, are you able to do Actually, it? yeah, we were doing that before the computer healings. So prior to me doing on Zoom, I, I would be doing some healing session without uh, being on screen with anyone. Um, then when I started to do the mentoring sessions, with the mentoring session, I would do mini uh, healing session. So I had one experience, which is also quite uh, surprised to myself because, you know, as things are evolving for me, I'm learning too. We always learning all the time. I was actually doing um, session. one of my clients, she has hurt her shoulder. And I, I basically had an intention of sending a healing and I was actually had my hands on the air and I had her in my mind that I was actually giving her a massage on her shoulder. And when I brought her back to, you know, regular conversation, she shared with me that she felt like I was actually massaging her shoulder, which was very 
um, new to me because I didn't know that she would actually feel it. And it was kind of exciting for me to know that she actually felt me massaging her shoulder. So even I'm learning. It's really amazing because I, for some reason, have a connection to the soul world. And when people have passed on and transcended from this body, this physical containment, and when I go to sleep, it's like, Mom, you're going to die a second time. Now I'm going to have to pay for another funeral. You start worrying. And it's so real. And when she actually passed away, before she passed away at the hospital room, on each side of the bed, on each corner, I would bring her long stem roses. And on every corner of the bed, and when she passed away, the last thing she actually smelled was roses. Mm. And then I would start smelling roses after she passed away. And it's like, uh, I'm, I'm bringing this to your attention because of how you remotely feel and how you can feel through the screen. I also get this way, I don't know if I go into, it's called lucid dreaming, obviously, where you connect to both worlds and how real the senses are in that other world. And it's in the soul world, I suppose, but it's so very real. And I do, and one time I had an experience with somebody who did like a little smudging. Uh, they had some kind of video on Facebook and through the screen, it was like the smoke was coming out. And I don't know how this happens sometimes. It's yeah, it's hard to explain, but it happens. Yeah. I have a, uh, a funny experience too is um, I was visiting my sister in Hong Kong and I was in the bedroom and I, spent, I smelled curry. And there was no curry being cooked in the house. And I thought, and I followed my nose. And I, I came to the living room because I was following the smell of the curry. I came to the living room, my brother-in-law was walking through. I said to him, why do I smell curry? I smell curry. Because, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't smell the aroma of curry when you, all you smell basically is Chinese food from Chinese restaurants around, right? So he said, um, the, the cooking show on TV was actually cooking curry. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I said, oh my God. Like I literally came out of the bedroom following my nose. The smell. I got to ask, was anyone else there to witness the same thing as you? I'm sorry? Was anyone else there to witness the same thing as you? Well, my brother-in-law was in the uh, in the living room watching the TV show, the cooking show. Okay. Did he smell well, curry? He doesn't smell it. I did. Okay, so maybe it has to do with our memory, something to do with our RNA or it's something. A, no, it's a it's a uh, the clear sentient uh, gift. Okay. The sense and smell. Wow. 
Yeah, see, I'm also like trying to study it too, like, you know what you're saying. In fact, I was doing a distant healing. Um, I was doing a course on distant healing, awakening. And we had volunteers at that time writing notes of whatever we were seeing and sensing. And in my vision, I was, I was seeing... Uh, you know, the person I was doing healing on um, had baked the cake and I smelled the cake, right? But it was so strong, it was literally as if somebody was baking next door. And um, I asked the volunteers, I said, Do you smell that? Do you smell the cake? And they said, No, you're only the one smelling it. I said, No. I said, who's baking in the kitchen? So I said, no, there's no one baking. You're the only one smelling it. And at that time, you know, my logic side of me thought that they were lying to me. And I said, no, I said, I, in my mind, I was thinking they're lying to me. I mean, it's not possible for me to actually smell such baked cake. You know, when you come come to a room in the kitchen and somebody's baking, you know, that beautiful aroma of uh, freshly baked cake. So I, I was thinking to myself, why would they lie to me that I'm the only one smelling it? So I had to, for myself, I got up. Once I was done with the healing uh, session, I got up, I went straight to the kitchen to see if I smell the cake or if somebody's baking but there was nobody baking all I could smell was vinegar because somebody had just made salad <laughs> so yeah so a lot of things you know there's no explanation my logic mind always looking for logic but eventually I figured there's some things you cannot logically explain it and I always thought I thought maybe it has to do something with memory because how can I, when I go to sleep, okay, so we're clearing all the traumas, whether we do it in our sleep or whether we do it in our, you know, morphogenic field and our surroundings that we call circumstances and that we work through. I don't know, people call it karma or whatever it is, but I thought that's part of our memory, which is part of our soul, which our consciousness, which is our spirit, uh, gives us that awareness to deal with and work through so that we integrate more of our soul and spirit together anyway. So what I was thinking here, maybe it has something to do with memory clearing, but then afterwards, how is it that I'm dreaming about my mother? Okay, now I'm seeing her the way she wants to be seen by her picture on your monument but we're doing other things it's not just the nursing home anymore or you know how many pills or things like that it's other things that we've never done before so how is that possible you see well, actually i don't understand uh basically uh, what you're um telling me but what i do understand for myself is that from a lot of research i've done and understanding my gifts uh, and about uh, the gifts of clairsentience. We feel, we sense, we smell. But what I also understand is that when our loved ones visit us, 
and when they want to make make themselves known they will actually present a certain scent that you that will remind me of them so let's say i have a client who whose father smoked a lot and um, he was smelling cigarette smokes so she thought her son was smoking and she told her son I, I don't want you to smoke in the house and he said mom I'm, i don't smoke and she couldn't believe it because she was smelling it and for days she was smelling it so she was talking to me she said you know i'm so upset with my son i told him not to smoke in the house and he says he doesn't smoke and but i still smell the smoke it, it's not possible that he didn't he's not smoking because he is smoking i said no because i had the feeling the sense that actually it was her father letting her know that he's around so when i when i told her that it was her father's presence that she was uh, uh sensing or smelling the, he wants her to know that he's around so he presented her with the scent of the cigarette smoke because he was a chain smoker i think and once she was aware of that then the she didn't smell cigarette smoke anymore awesome. so how that work how that work i don't have an answer to that i i've been studying it and testing it through my own experience and i'm like is this real am i delusional am i just imagining things but the imagination is also been misinterpreted and taken the wrong way as well because it's a very powerful tool imagination that we can actually imprint on our world and and actually make things happen and make things real now before they become real i don't know there's a time thing here that i actually even like you're saying prophetic that also taps into it but we also have another connection, that same connection that we have to the soul world to people who are no longer in the physical containment. I also have that kind of connection with people, like a telepathic, if you will, yeah. uh, and in my dream world that I'm actually connecting and engaging with them and they're still alive. But they mm -hmm. might be in New Jersey, they might be in Germany, they might be in Australia, and it's like, Okay, but I'm not aware, are they in fact aware that they're engaging with me? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they may think they're imagining too, just as much as you think you're imagining. <laughs> and now where do you draw the line between, uh, you know, are they an intimate friendship of a, so any sorts uh, or are they a client? How do you determine that uh, that boundary? If they're a client, maybe because they're tapping into me or they might be just a friend or they might be someone who sees me, I need help. How do you determine and recognize those things? Uh, I think these feelings are very, for me, it's very subtle. I would just get a sense of somebody needs help or healing. So I'll just send them healing thoughts. And um, I have been told that they actually felt that healing from me. And um, if you're talking about boundaries, you can always set a boundary. If you feel like somebody has tapped into you, you can just simply just in your thoughts say that, you know, 
I, I put a boundary and they won't be able to. There's a lot of these things that are very difficult to explain in a logical way. Um, how it works, I cannot explain, but I know it works. So I just uh, follow, you can say, my intuition, my guidance from my guides, guardian angel. Hey, can you explain to me more about Mother Mary and how connected are, is she like uh, someone you channel through or? Uh... I, it's very interesting because I actually, I have to admit that when I was <laughs> in my teens, I have had seen her in my dreams, but I didn't really put too much into it. But about uh, 2010, yeah, but 10, 11 years ago, one of my coworkers told me that someone he knew wanted to meet me because he had mentioned something about my gifts. And uh, we met for dinner and we talked and he asked me, do you know that your energy is connected to Mother Mary? I said, no, I don't know. And um, he knew I have just started to um, do healing work. I've decided to do healing work. And um, he said, when you, when you do your healing, you can actually pray to her and she will help you. And um, I thought that was really nice of him to share that with me. And I had it in the back of my mind. But when someone asked me to do some healing on her father, and when I saw the condition he was in, I just didn't think I could do anything to help this man. And um, so I prayed to her. I, I said, I know I cannot humanly possibly do anything to help this person. I mean, he's in the hospital. And so every day I did, I prayed to her while I did my healing. And um, I feel it was a miraculous healing. Well, even though he was told to write a DNR that he wasn't gonna make it. And um, so from there on, I always pray to her. I even pray to God help me in, in all the work that I do. Your website here, um, Jacinta Healing Arts, <clears throat> at, uh, says here, discover healing arts of Jacinta. Now you have Reiki, re reflexology, crystal healing, and past life regression. Where in those do you use Mother Mary? Do you use Mother Mary for past life regressions as well? No, I don't do, I haven't done too much of past life regression um, because shortly after I graduated in my course and uh, before I can really practice, I, COVID hit and I haven't really done too much. The reason I took the course is because when I was actually doing healing on people, I feel 
I feel like I was uh, tapping into their past life. I was seeing their past lives and a different life and how it was affecting them. And I thought it was interesting. So I thought, oh, maybe I would, I should learn a little bit more about past life. So that's how I got into learning uh, how to be a past life regression therapist. But I have to say that I don't have enough experience to share too much on that subject. Hmm, I was gonna ask you about it, uh, how trauma might be connected to these past yeah. lives. Yes. That I can, um, I can explain through the knowledge of the research I've done, okay. but I cannot share from personal experience of working on anyone. So if people aren't willing to embrace that trauma, it's still in their past life when they go through the past life regression that someone can help them through it, right? Yeah, from what I understand about the past life affecting the current life. So if you have gone through a certain trauma in the past life, but it hasn't been dealt with, then in this life it resurfaces. So basically from what I understand is that it resurfaces around the same time that you experienced in your past life. Actually, um, Sylvia Brown has a lot of information about past life too. She's written something about past lives. And so I'm trying to remember this other lady who does past life regressions. I forget her name now. She's very popular. She passed away in 2014 or something like that. I forget. Is that. it Doreen or Debbie or something? No, she's an American. <laughs> like, uh, an older woman. I forget her name now. It can't come to me. That's where my mind went. I was trying to remember her. She does past life regression and other ETs and connecting and, and actually it was um you know the gentleman who told me about my energy being connected to uh, Mother Mary he was the same gentleman who told me about uh, learning about past life from Brian Wise. Okay. <clears throat> That's what I did. And so this session here this episode is on spiritual strength and energy healing modalities and your website clearly states that you have these things that you can offer to people including reflexology can you explain a little bit more to us about how you can help us with reflexology Reflexology and Reiki is uh, totally different modalities. I find that uh, reflexology works more on the physical level, whereas uh, Reiki works on the emotional level. So sometimes when we have ailments, that stems from the emotional stress that causes a physical ailment. And then when we have physical issues, injuries, or something that causes pain that ultimately uh, causes emotional stress, right? Mm -hmm. When you're in pain, of course, 
you feel upset and hurting and all that. So I used to do Reiki separately and reflexology separately. But over the years, I found that if I combine the two therapies together, it actually is beneficial because you're actually helping a person from the physical as well as the emotional level. So it's a overall general thing. But of course, people still can choose to have strictly Reiki or strictly reflexology. But I, I personally like to combine the therapy. So it's just, you can say that makes a whole holistic. Excellent, excellent. Um, obviously, I found it more beneficial to the clients. Oh yeah, because they might have blockages and you're helping and through mm -hmm. the soles of the feet. You're working with the feet, are you? Is that mm -hmm. No, heads, hands and feet. Head, hands, and feet. Yes. I always thought that reflexology only had was with the feet. I didn't know that. Wow. So there's certain uh, acupressure points that you're dealing with. And yes, uh, some reflexes or the points of the meridians. Nodies, so. the nodies. Um, what else? Okay, now last when I was speaking with you over the phone, uh, you were talking about energy boko. Bakwa. How do you say? Bakwa. Bakwa. Energy bakwa. And uh, this this is a Tao Tao. The Bodhi meditation. You walk around the tree and you draw the energy. So is this like um... walking meditation and actually by drawing the energy from the tree, um, the certain positioning of walking around the tree that actually helps uh, with healing. So it's a different, uh, different type of uh, healing. I'm still learning more about that. Oh my gosh, you know what I'm getting? Like this new age thing of people hugging, tree huggers they call them. Yeah. They, hug, they hug the tree. And I remember I used to take my mom out to nature after her, I think it was her stroke that she had. Uh, I had a lot of trauma with her triple bypass surgery, being in the theater with her when she's doing eye surgery. And after her stroke, um, what I took her to, uh, transient ischemic attack is what it was. I would take her out to nature and I would have her sitting uh, on a tree, you know, leaning on a tree so that she's like connecting to it and eating pizza. Then I would get her to do silly things like, mom, hug a tree, hug a tree. And actually, she basically, yeah, actually, uh, why do you say the hug the tree? It's actually, you're actually uh, receiving the energy from the tree that is actually quite healing. Yes, I noticed that. Or even the water, by the water. I live by the lake, so at any time, especially empaths will benefit from the trees, the nature, and the water. So at any time, and I don't feel well because I'm feeling and sensing a lot of uh, energy from others, I'll just go by the lake and sit by the lake and 
after some time i feel better it's cleansing so it's not anything like you know the boca again i'm going back to this boca energy is it in any way connected to tai chi uh the way you work with the wind and the ethereal and the subtle body connection? uh it's something i can't explain because i'm not uh expert in it so i prefer not to give information that i'm not too familiar with okay so maybe on the next time next time we do this again i would maybe in time i'll learn more about it <laughs> yes and I but would... i've done i've done tai chi exercises and uh, it's, it's it's amazing because i found that once after the tai chi exercises you feel like all your joints have been oiled yeah you become flexible you know like when you get up you're so stiff and you need to do a little warm-up exercises to get you going. So I found with doing uh, Tai Chi exercises, your whole body loosens up and you feel, you know, oiled. You can say all your joints feel oiled. Is it anything like they say yoga, right? Yoga is probably the same thing when you do this. I, I guess so. I tried yoga, but I could never get into it. Right, right. Yeah. I, I find that I get into it after a long session of chanting yeah. and mantras, and, and then I can move my body and do certain mudras. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Mind you, I do some of the exercises, but I, I don't go. I've, I've gone to a few yoga sessions, but it just, um, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to work for me or... I, I can't seem to resonate with it as some people do. I prefer Tai Chi over yoga. Yeah, it's not the same. Obviously, it's not the same because you're working with the ethereal and it's almost like um, a martial arts kind of thing where you're working with the wind and, and in that way. Yeah. You know, you're almost I don't like know all the details on, uh, on those uh, work. <laughs> And so if people want to find you and your website and all these things, all these modalities of healing that you can offer to people, they can find you at Jacinta Healing Arts. Uh, so I, your website is JacintaHealingArts.com. Is yeah. there any other threads that people can reach out to you and, and find you? And uh, Well, you can have my phone number. 416-805-5911 or email me at jacintahealingarts at gmail.com. And you also have a flower shop. Are you the owner? No, no, I don't own a flower shop. I freelance as a floral designer. Okay, okay. And so can people find your products, let's say your wreaths and your Christmas ornaments and all your flower arrangements on your website? No, I have not posted anything. I basically custom make them all. And uh, I have not posted anything. I'm just terrible with the technology. <laughs> Well, you know, I think I think though the website that you have now for healing of the arts is yeah. probably not the same as it would be for the the flower arrangements. So and the um, Christmas ornaments and wreaths that you have very beautifully uh, arranged. Um, 
on your Facebook. On, on my Facebook, yeah, you can see some pictures. I don't make anything duplicate. So just I just create whatever I get inspired to create. And um, as for my website, actually, I was very fortunate that a client of mine uh, put that together for me. And uh, I, I'm still learning how to navigate through my own website. Me too, me too. I have like <laughs> three different websites. I start off as a blog uh, and then, you know, I have to keep at it with everything. And, mm. and it's not easy, you know, to make the time to come back around to the other project mm. and then the other project. I'm hoping yeah. to kind of the, we'll integrate into one. Uh, <laughs> Actually, that's what, uh, my client who set up the website for me, she plans to try to put everything together for me and help me, you know, with it. In the meantime, so. do you have a Facebook page for your, uh, for your arrangements, your custom made uh, flowers and uh, wreaths and Christmas? Basically, I've just posted in my personal uh, Facebook page. I don't have a specific page that I have um, posted on. It's all on my personal. Well, there's something that you can kind of do and it'll make it easier for the person designing your website. So we got to start somewhere. Maybe yeah, I got to learn how to get into that. I've been really busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Is there any in closing now? Because you, I'm going to have to have you back on here again to see where we're at. <laughs> Things are evolving so much that I don't even know where I'm, I'm being led to. <laughs> And, you know, um, I feel like, you know, I'm being led to what I should be doing. Exactly. In exactly. service of others, so. And so, in closing, is there anything else you'd like to, to leave here with us uh, to share and that we might need to know further, anything? Oh, wow. I think what I feel that I would like to share is for everyone to actually try to overcome whatever fears they may have that is stopping them from moving forward in life. Just by overcoming fear one step at a time, they can accomplish so much for themselves. In, in their lives. Hopefully that's something that is helpful. Yes, it's been an honor, Jacinta, to have you on this show. And I look forward to many more. And thank uh, you so much for having me. And it's such a pleasure to see you again. <laughs> me too. Okay. <laughs>